Hello. Welcome to the Daily Cron for Wednesday, April 24th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. And tomorrow's a big day. Tomorrow is Avengers Endgame. I've already talked a little bit about my predictions. I'll link to them in the show notes. But today, I want to talk a little bit about uh, my experience with the Marvel movies over the years and why I think that tomorrow's big movie event really is a big deal uh, from a cultural perspective and a personal one. So my, my start with the Marvel movies is probably, like a lot of people, if you're old enough anyway, I went to see the first Iron Man. Uh, I didn't know anything really about it. Back then, Iron Man was not a character that was super well-known outside comic book circles. I think that's fair to say. I, while I was more of a comic book reader uh, in my younger days, I was never a Marvel reader. I was always a DC guy, Superman specifically. Uh, and so I remember, like for instance, reading Superman, The Death of Superman, and The Reign of the Superman in the paperback and the trade collection. Uh, I used to go get that stuff, I think, from the library. Yeah, so it was amazing. Uh, libraries are great, guys. <laughs> but I, I used to get that stuff whenever I could uh, and read it, and it was a lot of fun. But I was never a Marvel guy, so I didn't know who Iron Man was. I went to see it. Uh, I kind of vaguely remembered Robbie Downey Jr. from stuff, but I, you know, I think this was a time where his career was a little bit of a lull. <clears throat> so I went to see his movie, basically didn't have any expectations for it. And then I was, I, as I was watching this movie, I was just, I remember when I left the movie, I said, that was the most fun I'd had in a movie in ages. And honestly, I keep coming around to saying that after a lot of Marvel movies, it's been kind of a continual thing for me that, that not every one of them, but a lot of them, uh, like I'll go to one and I'll just like, that's the most fun I've had in like a year. <laughs> and so I remember distinctly being just so impressed by it. And the the thing about that movie that I liked the most was really like a couple things. Number one was Robert Downey Jr.'s performance, of course. But number two was the semi-grounded view of the superhero universe that Marvel started there and has expanded upon, but basically kind of continued all the way till now, where it is not a superhero movie per se. It is a movie that has superhero in it. And that's a subtle but important distinction for these Marvel films that I think is the reason is a fundamental reason why, not among others, why they are so successful. <clears throat> because there was a real stigma about superhero movies until then. Uh, you may have, uh, up until then, I think the biggest franchise I had seen was probably the X-Men movies. And man, if you go back and look at those old X-Men movies, they're um, pretty cheesy. You know, they're superhero movies first. You know, and they're actually, uh, yeah, and they're like, they're, their effects aren't that great, and their costumes are terrible, and some of the acting is terrible. And they're they're just very cheesy, and you know, people who want to see them want to go see the superhero action, but they weren't great films in themselves. Iron Man's a great little self-contained character piece in itself, where you see, you know, you have Tony Stark, you know, the billionaire playboy in the beginning doesn't really care about the consequences of his weapons technology, all that kind of stuff, and he changes, and so at the end of that movie, he is a rather different person. And he's willing to, to to and he's still a cocky guy, uh, and he still has a lot of uh, a lot of changes later on in the movies. But you know he's a different guy. He announces that he's Iron Man, and that was also different for a lot of these superhero movies. Most superhero stories that if you think of superhero story, you tend to think of oh it's a superhero secret identity all that kind of stuff. Iron Man really like broke the mold a little bit on a lot of the stuff, or you know colored outside the lines a little bit. 
because uh, in that movie, he's like he outs himself. And you're like, wow. So there was like a lot of really cool moments in that from that very first one, you know, that that kind of set the stage for Marvel movies. But I think the most important things was that semi-grounded view of their universe, the fact that it had good acting and writing in it, which I think is a consistency across most movies that they they do that, and they have interesting directors and stuff come in, uh, and then that end. It was that end stinger, that end credit sequence, where they actually connect into a larger extended universe that really blew people's minds back then. If you think about it, the Marvel movies, while part of a larger so-called cinematic universe, don't actually have all that much overlap. Like, most of the interconnections are cameos uh, and references, and then those end credit sequences that connect from one movie to the next. Especially in Phase 1, that's what they did. You'd see the end credit sequence, and it would give you like a little minute or two, a few minutes, uh, that would connect you to the next movie. That's it. I mean, you can watch them all independently, and if you cut up all the time where there's actual, like, overlap between the films, there's actual cameos, actual references and stuff, I don't think it's that much compared to the rest of the the films, you know, running time. That's kind of the brilliance about the Marvel movies, is that they are a shared cinematic universe that you don't actually have to participate in to enjoy them. Most of the movies are pretty standalone. Uh, they and the the shared aspect of it. The reason you want to go see all the movies is because it gives you this added context that can be very enjoyable when you're watching it. But you don't need it in order to get in order to get something out of them. <clears throat> so okay, so I saw the first Iron Man, blown away by it. I said this is really great. Then I saw they were going to do a bunch of these movies and they were going to lead up to the Avengers. I was like, wow, that's cool. I'm on board. I was very excited about all the movies that came out in phase one, is what they called it. Uh, And then fast forward to Avengers. And I remember seeing Avengers as part of an all-day marathon where a friend of mine, uh, we went and we saw an entire day of all the Marvel movies leading up to Avengers. And then we sat through Avengers. And it was just as awful as you would think it would be that experience. It, was, it wasn't like a super comfortable theater like most places are today, like didn't have leather chairs and that stuff. And so we're sitting there hour after hour. There was really no intermission. They didn't want us bringing in outside food, so there was no food for me to eat as a vegetarian. They just wanted us to eat garbage all day, I guess. The men's room turned into a toxic hellscape by lunchtime, <laughs> and we still had like eight hours after that. So it was, it was rough. Uh, by the time Avengers came on, I was pretty much tired and and did not feel well but you know it was still uh still enjoyable uh because once the movie started got into it and really avengers was a phenomenal event film in itself uh it was a culmination of all this experiment at the time it really felt like an experiment this connected universe and it had all these payoffs these characters you had watched in other movies up till then uh, it it was just so much fun. It was it was really the the prize for those that had watched all the movies. That one really was more of like we're gonna focus on a spectacle filled superhero movie. Uh, that one was just all about that, and it reveled in it, and it did it really well, and it was beautiful and so much fun, and it got everybody really I guess excited because it made so much money and all that <laughs> people finally had to admit, hey, this uh this whole Marvel studios cinematic universe thing is looks like it got scott legs uh and it did and so after that marvel continued to change it and i I continued to experiment and i think some of my favorite 
Marvel movies came after Avengers, though. Um, when Marvel tried to make the movies their own genres and have more interesting directors come in, and uh, and they've always been pretty good about casting, so you'd have so you'd have good performances. Um, some highlights from from the other movies, like Winter Soldier, is probably my favorite Marvel movie. I would say because uh, that movie dealt with a lot of interesting themes about the. Uh, where the ends justify the means. Um, also, the, I remember the whole big reveal with Hydra was a was a huge thing at the time, uh, especially because you know uh, if you watch the TV show Agents of Shield, it really made that show good after that reveal. Uh, that was a great Guardians of the Galaxy. I remember people were like, "Hey, is this going to work out as a film? It has like a talking raccoon in a tree that uh, only says Groot. It's for some reason voiced by Vin Diesel. It doesn't sound like Vin Diesel." <laughs> So I remember that, and and uh, that actually turned out to be some of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite franchises. Uh, the the next Avengers movie, though, oh man, um, t- poor Hulk movies never did that well. Thor uh, two was pretty bad, but the um, the the Avengers: Age of Ultron, I felt like for me it was a little bit of a miss. Uh, had some good moments in it, but I wasn't that excited about it. Civil War, a lot of people love that movie. I wasn't that into that one either. Uh, I thought that felt rushed uh, and shoehorning in Spider-Man. Eh, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of this particular Spider-Man. I, I don't think uh, his first movie was any good. Sorry, but uh, the the but I I did like Ant-Man a lot. That was really interesting, a visual effects standpoint. Uh, like just an out there kind of character. I love Doctor Strange for the same reason. It was just kind of an out there character, and and allowed them to just do some crazy stuff on screen. Thor Ragnarok is probably one of my favorite. Uh, probably the best time I've had in a Marvel movie ever. I was just had so much fun in that movie. Uh, so there was a there's a lot of uh, a lot of moments in there. Uh, I remember also I remember distinctly watching Iron Man three, and and being so impressed by the fact that they made. Uh, a movie that really did feel like it could have been a, an end point for that character at the time, but they made a movie that dealt with the ramifications of Avengers, you know, like the psychological trauma of, of that whole experience. And again, that just kind of goes back to what I think is a fundamental positive about the Marvel series of movies is that they try to keep them somewhat grounded. There's superheroes and magic and all that kind of stuff. And it's a heightened reality, but uh, it's not, it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel nearly as, crazy uh removed from reality as the actual comic books do so i like that about it so it's like these characters feel more real than most superhero characters had felt before you know tony stark is just a dude in a a metal suit and you know fighting off hordes of alien monsters and almost dying is like a big traumatic experience for him. he has to deal with it that was a really interesting concept for to base a movie around actually and then it turns into an action sequence at the third act, like they all tend to do. But hey, uh, they need to have some spectacle in there. But I like that. So that's the thing. I've always liked the fact that these movies have variety. They, they kind of touch on like a gateway into different genres of movies. Uh, they they have the different directors keep them kind of fresh. Uh, and so no two Marvel movies are really all that this, all that similar to each other, which I like. So that leads us up to today, to Endgame. And after 11 years of watching these movies and growing and having my own cinematic tastes evolve with them and having 
like they they be kind of gateways into different genres for me. Uh, I've grown to appreciate their technical prowess as well. So like how they're shot, how they're directed, the writing, the plotting, the character development. Uh, as I've grown as kind of a consumer of these films, uh, I've grown to appreciate the technical aspects of them more, and that has brought more enjoyment for me as I watch these films. Uh, beyond, beyond just the superficial, cool stuff happening on screen thing, and so that's why I'm I, I am really looking forward to Endgame, kind of like uh, with the first Avengers. Like I don't know what to expect. I've avoided <clears throat> I avoided spoilers. Uh, I am going to see it in not the best condition, so it kind of reminds me of the first Avengers, where I'm going to be in kind of the traditional movie theater seats in the front row, three hours long. <laughs> it's going to be a marathon in itself, but. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. It's a, the Marvel movies are cultural phenomena for good reason, because they're good movies that have a formula that works, but is flexible enough that you can have real variety. So you're not getting bored. I mean, we've been through three phases, as I say, of this eleven years. There still doesn't seem to be any sign of so-called superhero fatigue. I used to hear a lot about that a few years ago. It's like, oh, hitting superhero fatigue. Not with the Marvel movies, anyway. They all seem to make a bunch of money, even the ones that are kind of mediocre. Uh, they, none of them are outright bad, I would say. Uh, and they all have at least something good in them. Most of the casting has been amazing. Um, most of the directing has been competent to really interesting. The, you know, like the 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 marketing machine, yes, is in full swing for for Endgame, of course, but. I think this is this feels a lot like the first Avengers, where everybody's on board with this being an exciting moment. Like, if you're a fan, you've been watching us for a long time. This is, feels like again like a culmination moment. Like we're gonna pay off a lot of stuff that if you have been a long time viewer of all these films, then you're going to. I, I, based on early views, I think this is correct that you're going to really appreciate this film. You're going to get a lot out of it, and it's just a giant blockbuster thing that we will probably never see again for at least another decade uh you know this and who else is going to be able to pull this off it's possible that after this there there is superhero fatigue or something maybe you know no one cares i don't know uh, after this i hope that marvel really shakes things up and changes their entire formula again uh because uh, that's how you stay fresh in this market but who knows when we will ever see something this big again happen? Like, this is on the cultural level of, you know, like, Star Wars and, you know, I don't know, any any huge movie you can think of, any huge cultural, shared culture event. There's not so many of them anymore today. Everybody's, like, fractured into their own little individual niches. So these giant movies are something that we can all kind of experience together. As one happy planet of movie-going people, I guess. Throwing our money at Marvel and Disney. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I try not to think too much about the fact that, like, giant, like, the most giant of super megacorps, Disney, is uh, the owner of all this stuff. All these pop culture icons, uh, franchises, you know? But so far, they haven't screwed up Marvel, so that's good. So anyway, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be an an experience. 
of some sort. I hope it ends up being a very positive experience. In any case, I'll let you know what I think about it later. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can find my contact info at dailycronpodcast.com or tweet at me on at Stolton, S-T-O-L-T-O-N, on Twitter if you want. Um, uh, no spoilers, though, please. If, let's, let's, let's not spoil the fun for everybody. Uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers away if I do talk about this movie tomorrow or or Friday. It'll be spoiler-free, or I, if I have to do spoilers, I'll warn you away ahead of time, because uh, this is one of those films. Normally, I'm not, I don't really care too much about spoilers for movies, but this is one of the ones where I've attempted to stay spoiler-free and uh, actually think that it is it's a real dick move if you spoil it for somebody for this movie, just because it's kind of like a big deal. Like once, as I said, like once in a decade type of film. So anyway, uh, if you're going to go see this movie over the weekend, have fun. And uh, I will talk to you next time.